Let's have a word of prayer as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be here this morning. I just thank you for the word and look into it a little bit today. I just pray that our hearts are open for what you have for us. Lord, you know what's going on in each one of our lives and, and you know what's taken place this last week. You know what's going to be taking place in this next week. And Lord, we just uh, give you our lives right now to just do a work in it. And I would just pray that we can glorify you and thank you and, and just live the way that you'd want. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're starting a new series today. And it's going to last for a couple months probably. Um, I think the title says Be Wise. So we're going to study to try to be, I'm going to try to teach you guys to be wise guys, right? Um, usually when we say wise guy, it means people probably aren't real happy with us, right? Uh, we've done something to upset them by uh, giving them some kind of a smart aleck answer, which I don't know anything about that. But we're going to study the book of Proverbs together to learn how what, what true wisdom is. And uh, that's the goal. The goal of our series is that I want us to all become wise. Doesn't that sound good? And then when our Christmas program comes around next year, we have all wise men, right? So, that's where we're headed. Um, so for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. And it's hopefully to gain a better understanding of God's wisdom. And the, uh, hopefully the end result is that we have a lot of better things in our lives that we're looking at. We might look at them a little bit different. But we might have a better understanding of God's wisdom. And better things if we can put God's wisdom that He gives us into practice. And so we're going to be diving into a lot of different areas of life. Um, where we probably need to apply wisdom. So I have a challenge for you before we even start. You ready for it? I want you to read through the book of Proverbs twice over the next, through the end of February. Now Proverbs only has 31 chapters. So if you basically do a chapter a day, you'll be in good shape, although you'll have to catch up from a few days of the new year. So, I'd like you to read through the book of Proverbs twice during this study. And uh, I'll give you a quick, today. today's kind of different, because we're not really doing an, a verse-by-verse -verse analysis. We're basically doing an introduction of what wisdom is. And so, we have quite a bit of scripture to read. And a quick background on the book of Proverbs is that about 3,000 years ago is when Solomon wrote the majority of the book. Um... They say he's attributed for about 25 of the 31 chapters. Um, so how did, how did Solomon get so wise? I think that's the, the key question. And uh, I, guess, I guess first off, how many of you feel like you're really wise? We, ha we have one. You can be dismissed. Um, That was the 32nd chapter of Proverbs that you were reading there. So if you turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings, it's where we get the background of how Solomon gained his wisdom. And if we start at verse 5 of King, 1 Kings chapter 3, 
It says, At Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said, You have shown great and steadfast love to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart towards you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love, and have given him a son to sit on his throne this day. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made me your servant king in place of David, my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too many to be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, that I may discern between good and evil, for who is able to govern this your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. And God said to him, Because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has ever been before you, and none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. So Solomon gained all of his wisdom from God. Now along with that, he also gained riches and honor. But Solomon now is sharing his wisdom with us. Now at that point in his life, when Solomon receives this wisdom, he understands a few things. He realizes a few things about wisdom. He basically says, when you have wisdom, you have just about everything else. You'll not only be able to, because God granted him riches along with all of his wisdom. He says, you'll, not, you'll, you'll know how to keep your money. You'll know how to be financially secure. He says, if you have wisdom, you'll be able to develop lasting friendships with people. If you have wisdom, you'll know what to say and when to say it. I struggle with that sometimes. I always know what to say. It's when I say it. No, I'm just kidding. If you have wisdom, if you have God's wisdom, you will know how to make good decisions and right decisions. If you have God's wisdom, you'll be able to sleep at night because you won't be dreading the consequences of your actions. So where do we get wisdom? I mean, Solomon got it from God. Where do we get wisdom? We get wisdom from God's Word. God's given us His Word. And that's the best source. And when you get your wisdom from the Bible... It will prove right every single time. In fact, the Bible draws a clear distinction between God's wisdom and human wisdom. In Proverbs 14.12 we read, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. You see, our natural tendency for people is not towards wisdom, but in a sense, it's towards foolishness. If we take our natural instincts throughout life, there's probably a lot of things that seemed right to us or maybe a good idea at the time. 
though maybe not such a good decision in the end? Think back to when you were a kid. Did you just have this spur of the moment that this must be a good idea? But in the end, it wasn't wise? You see, in order to succeed in life, we've got to have God's wisdom. And Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, shows us how to get it. It shows us how to apply it to our lives. And sometimes it's just pretty straightforward. In fact, most of the time, the Proverbs that we will study pretty much are real straightforward. It's kind of like, have you ever read a book and you're thinking this is going to be a great insight, a great teaching book, it's on the bestseller, and you, you start reading it, and when you're done, you think, you know that book didn't really teach me anything new? However, the author told it in a way that made a lot more sense to me. And so I guess I did learn something. Or maybe you would have thought, I could have written that. That's pretty obvious. Well, when we're done with this study, you may be thinking the same thing. Because a lot of times what Solomon teaches us is pretty obvious. But I think sometimes, and I'll talk to myself here, I need to be reminded of the obvious. So, we're going to look at the book of Proverbs for quite a few weeks. And as we look at Proverbs, we're going to fill in some of the blanks with other pieces of Scripture. And I think the cool thing is that we're not going to be going over some real deep theological issues or mystery passages. We're just basically looking verse by verse at practical wisdom that God has given us. So that's where we're headed. That's my introduction. So now we're going to look into the sermon. How's that? It's only 9.25 Alaska time. In the rest of the hours that we have together, I want us to look just really at what the definition of what wisdom is and how do we get wisdom working in our lives. So if I were to ask you the question, what is wisdom? You'd probably say something. But basically, here's the definition. Wisdom is the ability to make good decisions and take action on those decisions. Pretty easy, right? And it's important to understand that knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. You can have knowledge, but you might not be very wise. You've heard the expression that there's certain people that are book smart. Wasn't me, but they're book smart, but they have no common sense. You ever heard that? That's kind of what we're talking about here. Knowledge is about having the information. It's knowing the facts. It's it's having it's it's knowing the ideas. It may be that somebody is really, really smart and they're getting all the good grades and they they have all the answers. Wisdom, on the other hand, is the ability to discern and judge what aspects of knowledge are really true, which ones are accurate, 
And which ones are in agreement with God's Word? That's wisdom. And so with wisdom, we can make good decisions based on the facts of what we've learned. We know what to do. We know what not to do. We know what to say. We know what not to say. We know what actions to take. And we know that there's times where we don't need to take any action. Wisdom gives us that. Solomon tells us how we gain wisdom. If uh, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now Solomon's not talking about being afraid of God like God's this big tyrant who's going to push you around if you don't, you know, if you mess up. The word in Hebrew, the word for fear, is more about having reverence and devotion towards God. It means that we revere God. It means that we have devotion and worship towards God. So in a sense, it's not being afraid. It's having an awestruck view of God. Solomon tells us in Proverbs 2, and I'm going to read, like I said, I'm going to read a lot of passages. So this is like 12 verses here out of Proverbs 2. It says, My child, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of His saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, equality, every good path, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil from people of perverted speech. Now, if we take that passage of Scripture, probably the most prominent part, the most important words in this passage is at the very beginning in verse 1. It's a very small word. It's a very easy word. And depending on your translation, it starts off my son or my child. The next word is the word if. How many have ever heard that word before? In the Greek it means if. In the Hebrew it means if. Guess we'll go back to the discretion part. <laughs> so you see that word if in that passage. Sometimes we don't want words of wisdom in our life. Because sometimes wisdom reminds us of what's right and what's wrong. And sometimes we're probably more inclined to follow our own ways and we choose not to listen to wisdom we choose not to treasure it in our hearts, and we choose not to seek after the wisdom on a regular basis. So as we begin this process of looking at wisdom, it's knowing sometimes 
that we make choices that are not the best. Sometimes we choose something other than what God wants for us. And when we do that, we end up in a little bit of trouble. It's also important to note that while Solomon also said in this passage in verse 6 that God gives wisdom, from God's mouth comes knowledge and understanding, he's basically saying that's pretty much everything we need. Solomon reminds us in verse 4 that we need to seek after wisdom as if we're seeking after a precious jewel or a treasure. Trying to figure out how we would do that in today's world. Use that. Maybe it's seeking after a lotto win. I don't know. But sometimes wisdom is like a hidden treasure and finding it doesn't always come easy. But wisdom is there for those who want it from God. So we also need to remember that sometimes we gain wisdom from one another. See, look around. Look at all the wise people that might be here. In fact, sometimes there's a lot of wisdom even in the world. But we have to use the wisdom that God gives us to realize We've got to be able to decipher what's with God's Word and what's contrary to God's Word. We're going to be talking about that later in the series, not today. But I've got so much knowledge and wisdom to share with you. That's why it's going to be a series. Um, and really, as we prepare to conclude this introduction today, and we're going to spend time around the Lord's table in a while. I just want you to realize that knowledge becomes a good thing. Knowledge is not a painful thing that we should dread. In Proverbs 2.10, knowledge becomes a good thing. It says it's not painful. We move further from sin. If you look at these, Proverbs 2.12, it says, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. Then you will go on your way in safety and your foot will not stumble. Wisdom can lengthen your life. It says, let your, heart, let, let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace will be added to you. Along with a longer life comes wealth and honor. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. I think one of the big ones is you may gain a little peace. I don't know about you, but it seems like everything we hear on the news that brings stress into our lives, it's good to know we can find peace in God. But what's it say in Proverbs 3.17? Wisdom's ways are of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. And then it says peace will give us a little extra security and protection. It says do not forsake wisdom. She will keep you, love her, and she will guard you. Wisdom helps us walk on the straight path. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Wisdom helps us gain discretion or good decision making or good sense. Common sense. And I think there's a lot of common sense lacking in the world today. But it says in, in Proverbs 8.12, wisdom, I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. So here's where we're at in this study. 
and bear with me today because it's an introduction. been kind of all over the book of Proverbs. I challenge you to read Proverbs 3 especially for next week. But think about this. Think about peace. Think about confidence. Think about honor. Think about understanding. Think about better discretion. Think about a sense of direction. When we think about those things, we will find that when we find the wisdom that comes only from God and God's Word. So I trust that as you read through that book of Proverbs, you don't speed read through it. You just kind of go through it the first time and the second time through you might find some other insights. And then as we study it together on Sundays, I think we'll learn some more things. And you guys are going to be a bunch of wise guys. Wise, wise people. Right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You this morning for Your Word and I thank You for the direction that we're headed in and going through the book of Proverbs and I just pray that through it we can draw closer to You and, and gain better wisdom in all parts of our life. And Lord, right now as we prepare our hearts and our lives to just spend time around the communion table, it really comes down to the cross. It comes down to Jesus giving His all for the sins of the world. And Lord, I thank You that we can celebrate that today together as a group of believers. And Lord, I just pray that we never forget the meaning and we, can't, we never forget the forgiveness of sin, overcoming sin and the resurrection. And Lord, I thank You for the great future that we have in store for eternal life. So Lord, I just ask a blessing upon this communion time. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.